You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Sometimes the start of a podcast feels like I'm opening up my front door and inviting you to come in. That is exactly what it feels like. I'm inviting you to come in today to have a cup of coffee with me and just to listen in to some thoughts I've had about what we can do with what's left of this year. We have about a quarter left of 2020. We have at least October, November, and December ahead of us. And so this year is not over yet. So the question I want to ask you today is, if you could change only one thing in your life, what would you do? If you could change just one thing. I'm a list maker, so I love to, like, if you said to me, um, if you, what, what would you like to change in your life right now? I'd probably create a whole list for you of things like change this and I could do this and I could, I'm asking you today and I'm asking me today, what if we could only change one thing? What would you do? I've heard the term butterfly effect thrown around a few times and I really didn't understand what it meant until recently I heard it again. So I thought I'm just going to do some research and find out what this butterfly effect thing is. So the term butterfly effect supposedly, you know, I don't know if I have 100% the right story because, you know, you use Google and you hope you land on the right thing. But I understand that it was coined by a meteorologist named Edward Lawrence, who discovered in the 1960s that little teeny tiny butterfly scale changes to the starting point of the weather models that he had on his computer could result in anything from sunny skies to violent storms. There was no way to predict in advance what the outcome might be because the teeniest, tiniest little adjustment could lead to a different outcome. He ultimately concluded that there was no way to predict. And it wasn't necessarily that butterflies themselves caused the outcome, but that could be the case. It was more that this tiny change, even the the size of the of a brush of a butterfly's wing, could change the scenario enough to eventually set off a weather event. But there was no way of proving it, according to him. Uh, but is there? Is there a way of proving it? If you've ever mowed the lawn or plowed a field, I grew up on a farm, you understand how the tiniest adjustment of a steering wheel can make your straight line go off in a totally different direction. For example, let's imagine you were traveling in a straight line and you'd have to be flying like the crow because you know how highways go. But let's imagine we're driving like the crow flies. We're going in a straight line and let's imagine you make a fraction of a change. But then you continue your course perfectly straight from there. Even if you continue perfectly straight from there, that one little minute change won't seem apparent at first. You're going to be almost exactly on top of your original route. Eventually, you look like you're almost parallel. And then as time progresses, it shoots off. There's a name for this diagram. I don't know what it's called. But anyway, eventually, you're so far off from that, there's this big gap between what the original destination would be and where you end up. So at first it isn't perceptible, but when you get miles down the road, it is very obvious. This would happen in an airplane or a boat. Any tiny adjustment could lead to the wrong destination. You probably know what one bag of chips can do. One chip can set off a whole binge. Or maybe one TV show can lead to a wasted afternoon. So you kind of understand this idea that one pivot 
One event can incite all kinds of things. But it doesn't have to necessarily be applied in a negative way. What if we apply that in a good way? What if a tiny adjustment was all it might take to get you going in a better direction? Sort of like the ripple effect. One little drop and watch the ripples grow. We're approaching the end of the third quarter of 2020, and many people have called this year a dumpster fire of a year. But is it really all that bad? I mean, there are a lot of things that have happened. I understand that. Life is not at all the same as it was before. But what if all of the stuff that's going on is just prompting us to think about how we can make an adjustment that will have a new and better path? What if one little change could put you on a better path for 2021 and you're missing it because you're focused on the frustrations of 2020 right now? I'd like to talk about what sort of changes would set off a better course for the end of 2020 in the next quarter that we have left here that would lead to a great 2021. I think what happens is when we're coasting in the one direction, we think that's the only direction we can go. But with a little bit of a change, we could have a better direction. So let's talk about how we can experience that repurposing and have a better life. Let's just look at a couple of examples of what a tiny pivot might include in the grander scale of things and look at what some of the results of a couple scenarios might be. So what if you got up 10 minutes earlier every day? What chain of events would that set off in your life? If you're a person who's always running late, it could change that. Like 10 minutes earlier could be all you need to be on time for work every day. Or if you've been looking for time to breathe a little bit before the kids get up, what if you got up 10 minutes earlier, just those few minutes, would that give you the time to breathe you've been just looking for? What if you've wished you had time to pack a healthy lunch every day, but you're running out the door and you have no time for that? What if you got up 10 minutes earlier? Would that be enough time to pack something a little bit healthier instead of the processed and prepackaged thing that you usually grab? What if you were longing to see the sunrise and you were only missing it by 10 minutes every day, but you got up earlier and you saw it? You can see how that 10 minutes could make a difference depending on what your goals are. Another thing is, if you're an aspiring writer, I know a lot of writers in my circle, or you have goals similar to that, what if you set a goal of writing one page per day? You would have enough material for almost two books by the end of next year. You'd have 365 pages of content. And if you divide that in half, you have more than 160 pages or so. Is that right? I don't know where the math comes out. Uh, more than that, you would have um, 170 pages. That's a book. So you would have two books completed, drafts done by the end of the year. If you just wrote one page of text per day, that's about two or 300 words or so, 300 words a day. That's really small. It's one pivot, figuring out how to make that one thing happen. If your house needs organizing and you're overwhelmed and you don't have a whole day anywhere that you can set aside or you don't have a week or whatever you think you need, what would happen if you set a timer for 20 minutes every day, set it on the stove timer, on your phone, use the stopwatch, whatever you need to, put some music on? What if you use those 20 minutes or you use three songs or whatever you need to do that's playing in the background from now until the end of the year, in three months' time, you'd have more than 30 hours of sorting time 
in just using 20 minutes a day. Imagine how much progress you would make on getting rid of the clutter. If you were hoping to start a podcast or a blog or a webinar or a newsletter or something like that in 2021, but you don't know what you need to do first, what if you have set an hour per week between now and then to use it, dedicated completely to learning the skills you need. So it might be listening to some seminars, or you maybe purchase some training material, or you're reading some books, or whatever you need. In those 12 weeks, you'd have 12 hours of education. You'd finish the book or the training course that you were trying to get through, and you would be ready to go with the next step starting off 2021. What if you wanted to be healthier? What tiny changes could become huge successes when it comes to your wellness? If you drink one less soda per day this month, and then one less again next month, you could break the three or four cans of soda per day habit that you have. What if you ate half a serving of M&Ms? That might change something. What if you extended your walk by five minutes each week until you're up to 40 minutes or 60 minutes or whatever the goal was? What if five minutes this week was all you did and 10 minutes next week and you, or next month or whatever you have, be realistic about what you need. But what if you just did it in tiny increments? What if you stopped buying bread altogether and swapped out something else? What if you slept 30 minutes longer? Let's think about it in terms of if you're trying to improve your mood. What could you do with 10 minutes per day that would improve your mood and give you a better outcome on, or outlook on life? Turn your face to the sunshine for 10 minutes. Soak in the tub. Read a book. Color. Walk. Take a drive. Call a friend. All of those can be accomplished in 10 minutes. So what if you did that? How about instead of seeing the huge picture, what one little pivot would get you going on your dream to go back to school, even if you can't enroll full-time right now, what one little thing would be a step in the direction you need to go? What tiny pivot in your marriage could lead to healthier communication between you and your spouse? What small expense could you cancel this month that would help your financial goals to get rolling? And then what small one could you cancel next month and the month after that to continue to expand the change? Where does your day seem to derail and stop your progress each time? What small change could you make that would keep you on the rails? What would help you to get back to your roots when it comes to faith? Getting back to church online or in person? Spending five minutes each day reading a Bible app? Reading a book or doing a Bible study workbook? I'm here to tell you that you've got this. Instead of thinking big, let's think small. Oftentimes we, we're like, think big, think big picture, think huge. It looks daunting sometimes. So let's think small and let's think of one Thing. We don't have to fix the problems of the whole world. We don't have to fix all of our problems either. Let's start with one thing and see where it goes. What will your one thing be? I encourage you, don't make a list. Just choose one. Okay, before we wrap up today, I want to leave you with a resource. So today I want to give you a book I have not read, but one that is on my wish list of reading at some point in the near future. So I wanted to share it with you in case you want to put it on your wish list as well. And this is The Next Right Thing, A Simple Soulful Practice for Making Life Decisions by Emily Freeman. 
I want to read you a little bit from the book description. When we have a decision to make and the answer isn't clear, what we want more than anything is peace, clarity, and a nudge in the right direction. If you have trouble making decisions because of either chronic hesitation you've always lived with or a more recent onset of decision fatigue, Emily P. Freeman offers a fresh way of practicing familiar but often forgotten advice, simply do the next right thing. With this simple, soulful practice, it is possible to clear the decision-making chaos, quiet the fear of choosing wrong, and find the courage to finally decide without regret or second-guessing. Whether you're in the midst of a major life transition or are weary of the low-grade anxiety that daily life can bring, Emily helps create space for your soul to breathe so you can live life with God at a gentle pace and discern your next right thing in love. I'm going to have a link to that in the show notes at michellerayburn.com slash 58, and you'll be able to see a link there for the next right thing. If you're just thinking, I'm not even sure where to begin. I don't know what my next decision should be. I don't know what that goal should be. I don't know where I need to pivot. I don't know what the next thing is. If that's where you need some help, I thought this book would be a really good resource to just go through the process of decision making. And so in the middle of a decision, she's saying, just do one thing. Just do the next thing. Take the next right step. So it really aligns with this idea of not looking too far, too wide, too broad, but really focusing down on what you can do. Ultimately, if you take this one step, your course could pivot in a way that your life would be so much better and you might discover a whole different purpose that you never expected there. So thank you so much for tuning in to Life Repurposed. I hope to see you next week. I'm going to have a guest on episode number 59. So you want to be here to hear about Kathy's story when she joins me. So uh, go out there and change one thing. Hey, before I leave you today, there's something else I want to tell you about. I wanted to check in with you and see if you had a chance to look at my latest book called Classic Marriage, Staying in Love as Your Odometer Climbs. This is a book that my husband and I wrote for couples who are looking at how to do the next thing in their relationship and just looking for ways that you can improve your communication. So together we worked on it. I wrote most of the chapters and then he gave some commentary that appears in speech balloons throughout the book. So you get a little bit of his fun sense of humor and his snarkiness. So if you haven't checked that out, I'm going to leave you a link to that as well at Michelle Rayburn dot com slash 58 because I would love for you to check that out as a resource for you or for a couple that you know. If you're looking for something that's a little bit lighthearted and yet has some practical wisdom, this book based on our 30 years of marriage might be the tool that you're looking for. So you'll find a link to classic marriage in the show notes for this episode. So that actually wraps up with that little postscript on this episode and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com. I'd love it if you would subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. I'd also love it if you would like, review, and share the information about this podcast with your friends. Thank you so much for listening.